recipient of the 2019 President's Award. So what's going on through your mind right now? Uh, as flies to wanton boys, we are for the gods. They kill us for the sport. Soon the science will not only be able to slow down the aging of the cells, soon the science will, be, will fix the cells to the state. And so we become eternal. Only accidents, crimes, wars will still kill us. But unfortunately, crimes and wars will multiply. I love football. Well, sit, children. Let me give you the subject of the day. Welcome back to the Voyeurs FC podcast. My name is Andrew Medina, as per usual, across the way. Anthony, how are you doing, sir? It's hot. It's fucking hot. <laughs> it is really hot. So, just came into the garage. The AC was blasting. We don't want you guys to get that feedback, so we're going to sweat it out. It's nice and, yeah, it's nice and hot in this place. These are dope. I just noticed your lights that you have in here. They're really nice. That is ikea sir really <laughs> yeah they look like uh i don't know they look like some they almost look like a weird like futuristic some lights that you would see like in a operating room you know leave it future. to the swedes leave it to the swedes to be but weird. god i wish the ac was on like i didn't realize how much it, <laughs> it, it got just it was just instantly right before we sweltering. started i was like yo can we turn this off he's like yeah it just gets hot in here and i'm like uh, i can imagine i didn't really imagine it was that hot or it could be that hot My it took all of three seconds Rocking long sleeves right now like an asshole. Um, all right. We got another episode on the way. Been a minute. Had some fun stuff to deal with. We are back, ready to rock. A lot of shit is going on. Let's give you a brief synopsis of what we're going to be chatting about today. Obviously, MLS. We're going to do a brief El Trafico recap. We haven't done an episode since uh, El Trafico. Obviously, there was a. I have a lot to say about that. I'm sure Anthony does. It's a big deal for us. We're both Angelinos. We both grew up. Uh, idolizing, loving soccer, um, and is a big deal to um, a lot of people that listen to our podcast also, all 10 of you. Um, we're going to do general Love MLS. Love you, 10 people. <laughs> we're going to do a general MLS roundup. <laughs> uh, of course, we're going to talk about some negative things uh, that happened with a certain podcast that we'll mention later. Um, then, of course, we're going to get into the EPL. Liverpool's flying. Man City's flying. Spurs aren't doing so well. Maybe that's why Arsenal did looked decent against them the other day. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? Uh, elsewhere, Barca and Madrid are both struggling in La Liga. Uh, both have some notable injuries. Madrid in particular, I think, have seven starters that are injured at the moment. And Barca have Messi and Suarez, so essentially their entire scoring uh, Arsenal. Um, Neymar, the Neymar saga... What the fuck, bro? 
What the fuck? We're going to talk a lot about that, of course. I have so much to say. Kind of happy he's not at Madrid, to be honest. Um, but we'll get more into that. Yeah, his career is taking a weird, like, de-evolution at the moment. Yeah, kind of a nice segue from that. Mar Ricardi joins Neymar at PSG for them to become, to what me, is the biggest fuckboy team of the century, essentially. Um, so we're going to talk a lot about PSG, of course. Inter has looked great. They pick up Alexis Sanchez, who I think will have a great time. They have a nice, solid core there, a good um, young team with some uh, with some veterans now. And Serie is looking on the up and up at the moment. That Napoli-Juve game was fucking nuts on the weekend. We're going to talk about that. And then, of course, we're going to talk about some fashion stuff, as we always do, the... Uh, Spurs third kit, which is kind of a throwback to like '90s Nike uh, stuff. There's the old logo on there. Yep, 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 and the old logo. Um, and then of course with the kind of matching that the uh, Addy came out and they did an icon collection with some of their heavy hitters: Bayern, um, Madrid, uh, United, and Juve. I think are the top are the four teams involved. And then I want to talk a little bit about MLS pre-match kits because this is a thing that I don't is really really new. It's become very prevalent to the I mean MLS I mean a lot of a lot of kits have been pre-match kits have always been talked about and they've been fire and you know so on and so forth but uh, I don't know if we've ever seen them advertised to the level they're being advertised now certainly yeah, across that, the board a lot of teams are really using it it's just cer- more interesting cer- merch certainly MLS is taking it to a different level with uh, I feel like they're gonna d- they're, they did the uh, you know, they did the whole, like, military one. They did the uh, 4th of July one. They did... Now they're going to do, I believe it's a cancer awareness one, children's cancer awareness one. What's funny is, like, now that you think about it, that you see that a lot in baseball. Sure. In the NFL. Sure. Sure. Even um, in, like, college football, too. Yeah. I, I haven't completely, like, f- you know, f- uh, locked in my feeling on, on how, uh, you know, the whole, the whole idea. But uh, we'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, starting things off. L, motherfucking... Trafico happened a week ago. Um, we had some family from TJ f- come oh, up man. to hang out with us and experience it for the first time. Probably my favorite home LAFC game that I've been to, uh, simply because obviously the game was fucking outrageous. The atmosphere was outrageous. But then being there, my family from Mexico hit us up. We we're all in a big group chat with our cousins. They're from Tijuana. They hit us up. They're like, yo, we want to go to the game. My cousin Wedo, who's like my big brother, he's a super big personality. We want to get him on the show one day. Uh, hopefully, we can we can uh, you know figure that out. But he's just like he's just a, a a massive soccer fan. Growing up, he we would play FIFA, and it was just constant, constant, uh, kind of going back and forth, and you know shit talking as you do. Yeah, he's uh, just like a huge personality. Like yeah, so it was, and and they hadn't, and then my cousin Danny, who's my age, he's never been to a game. Uh, they both had never been to a game, so they came. Uh, Weather came down to my house nice and early, uh, showed up on time. We got to the tailgate with about five hours to spare. Uh, How packed was it? The tailgate? Yeah, it was the, it was, it was the best tailgate I I think I've been to for sure because, um, the only thing is I will say is that it ended early and rightfully so because everyone wants to. Get, I get it because everyone wants to get to their seats mm-hmm. and they've had issues and everyone you know. Uh, for those that don't know, the north end seats are not necessarily. You don't have like a, you don't have a. Um, it's first come first serve. It's first come first serve type of situation, so, you know, people want to get there, and it's four dollar beers two hours before the game. So people usually go two hours before the game to get to their seats in the north end. Yeah. Right. So 
I understand that. Uh, but other than that, it was fucking lit. There was music. There was a band. There was uh, lechon. The whole I don't, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, but they had the whole like you know when uh, it's like in Filipino culture they the have pork the whole, roast. Like, pork roast. The entire pig was there. Um, there was food. We polished off two bottles of mezcal. There was a white claw everywhere. It was a fucking party. I was feeling great by the time I got into that stadium. Yeah, I, I knew that you guys were raging early, mm-hmm. and then I, of course I had the do- I, have, I have two puppies, so mm-hmm. I was like I gotta like time it right, mm-hmm. and I was ready to go. I got on the freeway, and then boom, I got a check engine light. I'm like, fuck, do I keep going? <laughs> do I keep? Do I run it? And I'm like, no, I don't want to like have my car not run, especially out there by the stadium. Well, like, imagine if it happens after the game. That's even yeah, worse. Yeah, right? I just like I'm like fuck it. I, I turned back. And then luckily enough, like I checked the rates on a, I, I, I didn't know what I was going to do. I was like, fuck, how am I going to get down there? Yeah. I didn't want to spend 40 bucks on an Uber, but did the Uber pool, 16 bucks. Bang, bang. Like no big deal. He didn't make any stops. Tell you what, that's cheaper than $30 parking at the, at the I, bank. I, exactly. <laughs> it's just like, I'm still like, I still need my like crew, uh, like from Long Beach to go to the games with. Yeah. It's still like a lot of my close friends that are, are footballers too, they're, they're still like, not fully on on board on board sure. they're still like just go to one game a year type of thing uh, yeah but i made it and i, I caught i got a couple beers got some got some good food and then got ready to go and that's that's really what it's all about obviously the game was incredible the atmosphere was incredible but to me when i told my cousin i was like yo we're getting there fucking early and I forgot to mention my boy Jose from Anaheim. He had an Airbnb in Laguna Beach with his girl. Like a bunch of his girl's friends were going to go meet them and they were going to go to brunch. And he's like hitting me up the morning before the night before. And he's like, yo, how do I, wh- wh- I don't want to spend more than 200 on a ticket. I was like, look, don't worry about it. I think I can get you a ticket. Figured it out, got him a ticket. So he came down, brought a, a cooler with beers and every, you know, the whole nine. And uh, he fucking loved it. You know, it was amazing to have. It's always it's always fun for me to bring people into that environment and bring people into that experience. That's show them this is what it's about. It's of course the this game. This is a soccer game. This is a soccer this game. This is, is what we've been. Yes. This is what we've been wanting. This is what we wanted. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean the the pregame was second to none. It was fucking lit. Everyone was ecstatic. Everyone was partying. Um, however, when I thought about the game. I felt uneasy. I felt I didn't feel confident. I felt uneasy. I, I felt the same way. I felt like and within two fucking minutes, uh, my I think worries, less than two minutes. My worries and my my uneasiness were warranted. You're warranted or warranted. I don't fucking understand what it is. Bam. I don't know what it is. I don't get it, dude. Those goals are amateur hour, like, Just uh, fundamentals. <laughs> fundamental shit, dude. Fundamental, basic shit that just, I don't know how or why we sleep on them. And we sleep on Zlatan. You get, you don't, I don't understand how you play 10 yards off of Zlatan and you bite on a through ball when you don't have an angle, you're not even close to it. Mm-hmm. Just uh, go to the man. Man mark him. Please. Fuck, dude. <laughs> Fuck. Get behind him. Oh, excuse me. Get in front of him yeah. and don't let him behind you. Yeah. It's He's not fat. He got tired in that game. Yeah. 
He's not what he used to be, man. Mm-hmm. It's not like he's gonna get sure he's gonna get these goals here and there that are that you cannot stop, right? But to give him two basic ASO through balls that a fucking yeah. three year, six year old can make that pass. It's just like it, it blows my fucking mind. I don't understand it. I don't know what the what the defensive I, I just don't get it. I don't get it. Also, the giveaways. Atuesta, for some reason, when he plays the galaxy, turns into like he turns into fucking I, I don't even know. I can't even dis- I can't even say. You know? He just loves giving the ball up. He loves it. Loves it, loves it. Lo- like that's his favorite thing to do. And in the worst possible situations. And I just don't and then jogging back after. And it's like <laughs> I, 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 I just don't get it. I don't I don't understand it. I don't know what the fuck it is. Um, thankfully, we turned it around, uh, got the goals back, and then in the second half, it was completely LAFC dominant, lights out. Uh, and then the injury comes. You know, Vela's furious. A lot of people didn't know that he had a he picked up a hamstring injury. I believe it was a hamstring. Yeah, I saw. I saw from second half. I started the first half. In, I couldn't see it end. because he heard it after the third goal. Or the second goal? I think it was after the... the I think it was after th- after the equalized. I couldn't see him because from the angle I was at, the smoke was covering it. Yeah. I saw him because I adjusted to like the upper deck around the 50-yard line, yeah. around halfway. And I saw him like go to take a swing at the kick, and he pulled back up on it, yeah. and, he's, and he was down. Yeah. And I, could, I was watching him like... And I turned away from him like, oh, he's hurt. He's so, hurt. Like, he's you know, hurt. naturally... Something bother- something's bothering yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. And then naturally, we're... Everyone's flipping out, you know. Like, why do you take him off? I'm like... And then Mr. Brian Rodriguez comes in. And I had been saying, I've been tooting that horn, even though I mispronounced his name <laughs> the first time I said it. But I love this kid. And I knew very quickly, I knew right away that he was going to be something. Mm-hmm. And he was. And the Galaxy defense was completely pegged back. The right back could not get up the pitch. They were struggling on that side. And it was nonstop on that left side. Nonstop going through that left side. And it ended up, you know, and then boating well. There was a lot of, uh, there was, Dio missed kind of like a, uh, it was kind of at an awkward angle. There was a header back from Zimmerman, I believe, um, off of a corner. And Dio kind of missed it right on the goal line. Fell like in between. It's that weird kind of sweet spot that falls in between a header and a, you know, a nice shot or a nice Mm -hmm. volley. It just happened to be where it fell. Um, at the end of the day, I felt like the uh, LAFC were a bit unfortunate not to nick it at the end. But I mean, they put a lot of pressure on, and it was really one-sided. The second but half, they once took again, of it. I cannot discredit the Galaxy and what they did. I cannot discredit them coming to the bank. I cannot discredit them. Few teams do that. Coming to the bank and hitting us in the face mm-hmm. very early on and making it very difficult. And not like one goal. There was three goals. That Pavon goal yeah. again, dude. Uh, the 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 miscues on defense. Atuesta kind of just like flopping over on that on that mm-hmm. 50-50 ball and then jogging at him. And I'm like, what is going on right now? What were your feelings at 3-1? I was just frustrated. I was so frustrated. I was, I was, ma- I was, I was really mad, because if 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 Zlatan pulls these like fucking bicycle kick goals or a fifty yard line goal or something like that, I say all right, or a free kick or some some crazy. This this wasn't Zlatan doing anything wild yeah. at all. It wasn't. It was just super basic. Yeah. Boom boom one two yeah. one two one two. If you're gonna l- and Zlatan, if you're gonna let him beat you off of a run, in the run of play, like that. I mean, 
come on, guys. Come on. You know what I mean? It's it's unthinkable. No one puts not even a fucking eyelash on him. Nothing. Nothing. Just letting him run like that? I, I don't fucking... I just After don't. he's hurt hurt you so many times. Yeah, you, and then, you still, and then you know... Just schoolboy mistakes. Yeah, Tyler Miller, I don't know. I'm sorry. You know, I just don't think he's the guy anymore. Uh... He's he's a great shot stopper. I think he's a little bit too shaky. Clearly, Zlatan is in his head. Uh, that one goal he did this weird like hop jump thing. I don't know what the fuck it was. And then he's very nervy on crosses. Uh, likes to over he likes to overcommit on crosses. Um, yeah, and he's not the best um, when he has the ball in his hands, which is awkward to me. He doesn't have like soft hands. Uh, he's great at shot at stopping shots. You know, he's a great shot stopper, but everything else, I, th- I feel like he's lacking. Even some of his distribution was very sus that night to me. Um, so, yeah, not super big on Tyler after that game. Other than that, uh, Latif was the man. Um, I've spoken negatively of Latif in the past. I think he Latif, showed up. Latif really showed up. He balled out. And he really to had everyone's credit, after the and last... to everyone's credit, in the second half, Atuesta stepped it up. Kay stepped it up. Ta- uh, Zimmerman, who has been, really hasn't been himself. I feel like he hasn't been himself since. The uh, Gold Cup. I feel like he hasn't been back to 100% since that tournament. Um, he stepped it up. Segura. Everyone seemed to step it up a bit more. Distribution was so much better going on that left side with Brian. Um, the only... I feel like there's now we really got to... In terms of like changes I would make, um, I, I don't think Harvey's the guy anymore. I think he's a bit past his prime. I think he was struggling a bit in that match uh, without a doubt. Um, and then I would say same thing with Beta Shore on the right side. Um, hopefully with Munir, I mean Munir came in, uh, came back in that game, which was really nice to see towards the end of the game. Um, but right away you see him making such a bigger difference. He's so much more lively. He's so much more. He's just he's just a better player, all around player in my opinion. And we just got uh, Palacios who landed a couple days ago from uh, where was he? I forgot where he was playing before. I want to say maybe Colombia or Ecuador. I don't remember exactly, but. He's uh, he's coming soon. Seen some uh, footage of him. Looks very uh, lively and and uh, has a lot of good um, attacking presence. So looking forward to get those guys interjected. But as we're getting into the playoffs, going to be interesting to see what happens with a lot of things. Uh, not only Venla being injured, but seeing how Brian kind of fits into the fold. Then seeing then seeing how things get thrown out of whack with MLS. Uh, deciding not to take a break during this international break. Uh, I just read Mr. Kevin's, Kevin Baxter's tweet that said uh, t- 11 of uh, the Seattle Sounders, or 10 of the Seattle uh, Sounders uh, players will be out. On international duty. Yeah. Uh, what the fuck, dude? I mean, this is one <laughs> of the issues that the MLS has had for a long time in terms of being in sync with the rest of the world footballing calendar. And it's, it's it's disappointing that it's like what the, the league's as old as it is, and we're still kind of just like marching off to our own drum and like stressing out our players, stressing out our teams, and just not being in sync but with dude, everyone else. I mean, okay, so we're committing to this playoff system, right? We're committing. We've committed to this. This is what we do, right? We have the MLS playoffs. Why would you not want not only the teams that are doing well, LAFC, for example? Why would you not want them to have, or Atlanta United, another team, why would you not want them to have their players, have full chemistry, have their unit locked in, dialed in, 
heading into the playoffs, right? Why would you not want that? And then why would you During not want to... It's like crunch time in the season right now. Why would you not want to give a team like the LA Galaxy, who have now dropped down to seventh, they're, they now cannot play without Jonathan Jono Santos and without um, uh, Pavon. How detrimental is... Or uh, uh, Antuna. How detrimental is that going to be to that team? When, let's say they lose, which they, it's very likely they will. I mean, that's a big deal, right? Very big deal. That's a massive deal. I don't understand why. It's almost like the, it's odd to me that the league does that because it's like the league saying, ah, figure it out. Yeah. Figure it out, which is like, you already give us these restrictions with salary cap and with all these fucking insane... I, I don't even, like, to, to understand, like, TAM and to understand, it's fucking crazy, the rules and the, the regulations that MLS has for who can go what, how money is allocated, how many foreign players you can have, how many, mm-hmm. you know, all that, all that fucking nonsense, right? Red tape galore. Yeah. All that, and then now you add this, this, this on top of that. It's fucking wild, bro. It doesn't make any sense at all. And I don't know, I don't think there's a team... Unless there's a team in MLS that is not bothered by this, which maybe there is, but they're probably not competing. They're probably not vying for a playoff position. Yeah, because it's clear that like a lot of like the teams that are the, the most winning teams right now have a lot of internationals. Of course, of course. That's, that's I mean, a no if you're going to be a successful yeah. team, you're going to have interna- like yeah. international players yeah. that play for the national team. Of course. Now, let's kind of switch gears a little bit to go back a little bit. Uh, LAFC received their first loss at the bank to Minnesota United. Uh, Was that their first one? First one at the bank. In, um, in the league, right? Because they, they lost to the Timbers. They lost the, yeah, excuse yeah. me. They lost to the Timbers. You're right. They lost to the Timbers in the Open Cup. Um, but it's only their fourth loss in the season. Only their fourth loss in the, the season. The second place team has doubled that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, obviously, LAFC has had, a, has had an amazing season. That's, that's mm-hmm. no doubts. But it's funny to me a little bit when I read Twitter. And yeah, you know, you have fans that kind of go out and say... They're two, they're two cents, and maybe they freak out a bit, which is understandable. There's a lot of LAFC fans that aren't used to losing, certainly not losing at home, uh, always expected to win, even without Carlos Vela. My uh, sort of eyebrows raise when I see um, certain outlets talking about, well, I guess, I guess they really are a one-man team. And I'm like... <laughs> And, 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 L- and LA they just clenched and playoffs. Yeah, it's just really fucking early too. Yeah. Like, give <laughs> yeah. them a break. Let's chill out, everybody. Yeah, let's chill out. I think they just got a wake wake up call of how easily they could lose their star player. Sure, they by, did. by going. Sure, you know, they did. But who who in the league doesn't suffer from this? There's very few yeah. teams that are not necessarily like a super one man team, right? And if you look at everybody, Diego Rossi has a lot of goals. Latif has a lot of goals. Yeah, Villa has tons of goals and tons of assists. They all have a lot of assists, too. But they all have a lot of assists also. So we have to look at everything. Also, Brian's a new player getting uh, acclimated to the team. Mm-hmm. It's okay. we just coming off of the the the, the, the traffic and there's so much energy and so much focus goes into that. It's h- hard to come back from that midweek or, excuse me, uh, a week later, you know, and, 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 and come out... F- uh, you know, all, all guns blazing, it's it's difficult, for sure, you know, without a doubt. So, you got to take it with a grain of salt. Minnesota's a great team. They played well. They played super well defensively. LAFC had the majority of possession, had more shots on goal. These games happen. This is football. This is, It happens yeah. to everybody. 
There's nothing to get crazy about. I know LAFC can win without Vela. I'm not even second-guessing it. I'm not tripping on it. Like, I'm not worried about it at all. Yeah, do I want Dio to score more? Yes, of course I do. Do I want Brian to score some goals? Of course. But all that will come. I'm not worried about it. And for other media outlets to kind of, like, start pushing pushing this narrative that LAFC is nothing without Vela, it's just, it's kind of fucking silly. Like, it, it's pretty ridiculous to me. Clickbait. I, I kind of laughed at that. I was just like, I made a little I made a little joke on Twitter, but it was silly. Uh, on the other side of town, the Galaxy lose uh, 4-3 to the Sounders. Drop down, Seattle. Drop down to seventh. Uh, what ha- what do you think happens to the Galaxy if they don't make the playoffs? <laughs> I mean, that's going to be, I mean, that's going to be rough on them. Like, do you I mean, think they, it was they, I, the fact that they had Zlatan for two years yeah. and they don't make the playoffs? Like, fuck. Like, that's, that's an L. That's a huge L. Yeah. yeah. Like, big, big loss. And I don't think if Galaxy doesn't make the playoffs, I don't think Zlatan's going to sign on. For, for I agree. On, I, I, agree I already on. feel like this is. I don't see him sticking around unless they win a title potentially. Because yeah. I think he's frustrated with with the league. Oh no doubt, yeah. and he, I think he's expressed it. I think he's openly talked about yeah. how he, he doesn't like the playoff system. He thinks it's yeah. silly. He does his little backhanded comments and says this and that. He's talking to Man United, saying I'll go to Man United if you need me, and blah yeah. blah blah. Which Man United does at the moment. Man United needs anybody right now, to yep. be honest. Um, so, you know, I, I, I can, I can see that. From but, the, but here's, here's the alternative to that. I think if they sneak in to the playoffs, I think they could, they could win it potentially. <laughs> like, you know, what's so crazy about that? You know, what's so crazy about that is that's how the fucking MLS playoffs exactly. end up working every year. Yep. There's always, what well, was the last year? Portland barely snuck in. I think yeah. it was right. They didn't, they weren't anywhere near the top mm-hmm. of the league. And then they went to the finals. And this is like, uh, because you don't know until playoffs start, and you don't know who's there. And the fact that they have a, a player that historically the only two players that have been better than him are Messi and Ronaldo. Like, yeah, he can put in a string of games together, get into that playoff mode, and do some damage potentially if sure. they get that spot. Here's here's the thing, and here's the, here's the thing that I would like to say in contrast to the two teams. Right, I will say LAFC is very much high press. Attack, 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 attack. Get the ball from you in a, a situation that's bad for you and then score, right? It's it's like a not as good Barcelona style, okay? Not as fluid, obviously, but very aggressive, high up the pitch style of play, right? So they kind of rely on a we're going to outshoot you, we're going to outgun you type of style. Mm-hmm. The Galaxy don't really operate like that, right? Not only that, the Galaxies defensively are horrendous, bro. They're really, really, really bad. Really bad. As good as their midfield and, and front line is of the, uh, the Galaxy, the defensive back line is sh- it's a shit show. And so is their goalkeeper. Their goalkeeper is not the best in the world. So I don't know that Zlatan going out and scoring three goals necessarily makes them win. I mean, they scored three goals. Zlatan had two goals in, uh, against the Sounders, I believe. But they didn't hold on to it. And it didn't mean anything. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? They couldn't sustain it. They couldn't outgun them, and they were playing at home. So that is a bit. That's the. That's the. To me, that's the the, the difference of the two teams mm-hmm. when you look at them separately. Sure, when they come together, all kinds of dumbass shit happens, and it's weird. But uh, I think it's so crazy to think that the, that was not. You're right. Having Zlatan for two years, that the Galaxy still might not make the playoffs. Did you find it odd at all to see? Galaxy fans celebrating that draw. 
Did you did you think that was weird? Uh no, because they they just want to rain on, on the parade there. Yeah. I thought it was like my buddy Carlos traveled with the away support and he was in the way end and they, they were having a great time in there. Mm-hmm. I think they just want to they they just get off on the fact that they haven't beaten they, sure. they've been able to beat them. Yeah. I and think that that's sense. why they were celebrating. That makes sense. Because I think they were worried in the first matchup at in Carson. Mm-hmm. And when that result happened, it's just like kind of like they're like this team in shit. That's yeah, their mentality. Yeah. Like yeah, they yeah. can't beat us. Yeah, they can't yeah. beat us. And then again, it happened again. Uh-huh. And that's what was frustrating for me. It's like just beat this team already. Yeah. Like and it's getting so far past where. What happens in the playoffs? If what happens if LA plays LA in the playoffs? Because at that Woo! point, I think it's advantage Galaxy. Because like mean, I think they're in f- their head. I'm not a Galaxy supporter, yeah. but I have to. I I'm not gonna feel good about that game at all. No. I want it to happen. Yeah. But also, I'm gonna feel the way I felt at the last. I'm, mm-hmm. Dude, there's been nothing from the way that LAFC has played in any of the games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the first game we played amazing, but other than that, I have not felt confident. It's like a curse. I have not felt confident, bro. <laughs> yeah. No, there's been nothing, nothing to get me excited. No. You know what I mean? Why would I? Why would I? Be excited about that. You know what I mean? And that's just honesty. Mm-hmm. Do I want to play them? Do I want to beat them? Of course. But do I feel good? Would I feel good about it? Absolutely fucking not. Because at that point, that's when the mental side of the game comes into play. Yes. And um, and it's clear to me that there is something, like a mental lapse something there. with this team sure. when it comes down to a must-win situation. Couldn't agree more. And agree it's more. like... It was. It was uh, a lot of growing pains happening right very now. Very irritating. Very frustrating to watch. Um, glad they came back, but nah, whatever. Because um, then let's not forget. This is a young team. This yeah. is only their second season in existence. Sure, sure. You know, it's it's pretty. It, it's just like the, the kind of like the wake up call. You know, as great as the season has been going for them the last two seasons and the support and everything. You know, it, this is our. You're, you're flying way above expectations, and they have been. So it, it's it's kind of like a reality check. When you get these little hiccups. Now, looking uh, to other teams, Atlanta United in particular, they just beat uh, America for the Campeones Cup, which was, I think, it's nice. I don't think it's a super important cup. It's not the Champions League. But it's nice to see uh, Atlanta United. I thought the way they won was great. Um, I was happy for them. I like Atlanta. I like their supporters. I think they're great. Um... They won that cup, and then they go out and they win the Open Cup against uh, Minnesota. Um, do you think that's in? What do you, What do you think that says about Atlanta? Do you think that's I think it's they're picking up silverware. Mm-hmm. You know, as like what degree of prestige is tacked onto these trophies is one thing, but you know the Open Cup is I think, what the, the second most prestigious trophy you can win in like North America. Why is the Community Shield not? The Community Shield. Yeah. The, the oh, oh, I, because it's just because the playoff system. It's just never been built that way i don't think it's never been does it make emphasized sense? does it make like what's the, what? the charity shield yeah oh the, the supporter shield that's the supporter what's shield yeah. sorry what did, I, what did i call it community, community shield, shield that's the, i was thinking of the, <laughs> the, the pre the pre yeah, yeah. Okay. premier league I'm sorry sorry the, the, the supporter shield so i think it is i think the teams that win it like want they they enjoy it but it's just never talked about it's never put on a huge pedestal okay, because it, it's at the end of the day it just goes leads right into the into the cup of course and when you look at you're a fan of the EPL I'm a fan of La Liga I'm, I watch EPL a lot mm-hmm. of course the Copa del Rey is nice but La Liga is what you want yeah in general I mean it's just uh, it's just the knockout silverware sure 
So why do you think it will ever matter? I, I think you really I like it matters. Have to. I feel like it matters now more than ever, to be honest. With all the teams that are in the league, I think it, it would matter if it's one. It's one table. Yeah. If it's one table, and if it's like you play every team home and away. Yeah. That, that I mean, that's when it like you only have two chances against every team. Yeah. And, and that's that's super difficult because you 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 fly into New York. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, it happens, but it's like. It's it's difficult, of course. It it just would require a total restructure. It had to be like one table, and it's just really emphasizing the fact that like here's a tr- piece of silver, whether it's on the line. Here's another one. Here's another one. You know, it's mm-hmm. just just the different. Just market it differently. Sure. I think it's still stuck in like the you know the traditional American model of how sports work, and regular season champions. It's just you get the one seed. Yeah, that's that's all it is. Well, I will say this. I it's looking. I'm hoping LAFC wins it. I don't want to count my eggs before they hatch and all that all that good stuff. But more importantly, I'm excited at the thought of LAFC playing against Mexico, playing against America, playing against uh, Cruz Azul, playing against uh, Pachuca or whomever Tigres, you know, whomever the the top dogs are in Mexico uh, for the Champions League, the Concacaf mm-hmm. Champions League. That is something that will happen if they. If they make, uh, if they if they win that supporter shield, mm-hmm. and so that to me is something absolutely one hundred percent worth winning and worth attaining. I don't think it should be overlooked. I don't think you take your foot off the brake. I think yeah, you rest Vela, you get Brian acclimated, but then you've got you've got to shoot for that, and I mm-hmm. think that's super duper important because yes, it's still very early for LAFC, and you know we're talking about this team like they've existed forever, or I am at least, but it's. It's vitally important if you want to consider yourself serious to compete with opposition from elsewhere and to compete well at a high level. Yeah. Away, in, in you know Monterrey. Someone in someone in, else's sandbox. Yeah, it, at Azteca, you know, mm-hmm. at uh, Akron, wherever they they're playing, uh, you want you want them to have that that uh, experience. And you want to do well at those experiences, and I want to travel there. I mean, that would be fucking amazing. Yep. So, uh, hoping that happens and hoping it uh you know it, it goes well for them. Um, Last thing I want to touch about uh, uh, MLS, and it kind of goes uh, coincides with the traffic. L of the week, big, massive, huge, fat L to the Riot Squad cast. Um, they recently released a episode. I don't know which one it was. I came across it on Twitter. Someone just basically reposted a snippet. I don't. I don't listen to that podcast for obvious reasons, but it was a snippet of their podcast, and they were talking about Mr. Latif Blessing. Uh, they didn't even insinuate. They said that he looks like he has AIDS. They looks like he has full blown AIDS. Uh. Um, the joke was like it. I understand there's banter, right? Like there's definitely banter, and you can go back and forth. And you, you know, the whole you you can't beat us chant. I'll accept that. I have friends that are Galaxy fans. We go back and forth all the fucking time, but it's all love at the end of the day. Those are my friends, or those are my family. There's people that have been very mean to me. There's, you know, I go back and forth with people from the media all the time. There's people that have been super mean to me on their side, people that have said crazy things. But to cross that line and insinuate that, we all know where that's coming from. You know, clearly uh, Latif is African. He's from Ghana. Uh, clearly there's been AIDS issues with Africa that are very well known. People know that. Uh, to say something like that is just fucking way out of line. Like... 
It's just tasteless. Absolutely tasteless. I mean, th- I mean, there's like lowbrow humor, but then it's just like just totally tasteless. Like it was just trash. It was yeah. horrible. And to give them credit, there was one guy on the podcast that was kind of like you could tell he was feeling uncomfortable, not feeling it. Like, uh. Yeah, he was like, uh, I don't really agree. But one guy <laughs> was just kind of going off. Like, I think he was really feeling himself, and he thought he was being super funny. Yeah. But straight up, fuck you. That shit was corny. Like, that was really bad. That was way, way, way out of line. Uh, don't fuck with that at all. So just wanted to, just wanted to say that. Uh, moving along. Moving along. On to more fun things. Arsenal Spurs. Talk about it. Went to the Dubliner in downtown Long Beach. Friends were out of town. I Thought- just went solo. So just went solo. Thoughts before the game. Thoughts before the game. Oh, I was up for it. Yeah, oh, I was up for it. Like I just Spurs, wanted Spurs haven't really no, and yeah. and like a lot of the buzz around it was like let's just let's see if we can take them down and really rub their nose in the fact that they're blowing it right now in their yeah. new <laughs> stupid stadium. <laughs> and so it was a home game, and it was frustrating because you go down two <laughs> zero, and it just just killed me that Leno did not hold on to the ball. I'm like. Just felt like hold on to that. Like the you could have right? held on to it. <laughs> then Erickson scores. And then it's like, whatever. And then Xhaka, just, he just pulls these things off every now and then. You you, you, you start to believe in him. You start, you start to feel like, yeah, he's a good player. He's, he's a good midfielder. Like He's solid for us. Like I want to see him in the team. He likes to go and off then, the rails, And then huh? he just pulls this like schoolboy slide in. On song, and I'm like, what, where were you going? Where were you going? What were you doing? Like, you're like right at the penalty spot. Like, you gave the ref no decision other than to get give that call. Like, you just recklessly just like flew in on this guy. Like, I'm like, God damn. It's a 2 0. But then, luckily, like, fucking Lacazette got that goal. That was a beautiful goal he scored, man. Ugh. That was a fucking beautiful goal. Yeah, that's one of those goals when he scores, you fucking scream. Yeah, like your he head just off. fucking put his foot through it yeah. and just kicked the piss out of it. And I'm like, thank you. Why has he not been getting all the love in, in the world? You think what's what's been the deal? Oh, with I think it? I think everyone's re- loves the fact that him and Obama are like homies. Yeah, but like, what's the deal with with Emery not starting him a lot? I think he's it has to be fitness. You think I so? think I think that's why he's not playing a full ninety minutes. Huh. Like. I think he, I think he picked up an injury, and that's why he got subbed Maybe. off for Mkhitaryan. A lot of people were pretty upset. Were pretty like upset about that. <laughs> yeah. And and here I am, like I'm talking to people. I'm like, you know, we're we're stuck with him to January. We got to get his confidence confidence up somehow. And then sure enough, oh, he's he's going to Roma. I'm like, fuck. Then why did <laughs> everyone's like, why did we put him in? Like, why was he even on the bench? He was going to Roma. And it's like, fuck. Yeah, it's like it's a little bit frustrating. But yeah, his touch was terrible when he came on. But Gwendozy, Gwendozy played his fucking ass off. It he, was everyone. A, I, I think he really. I feel like he enamored get, everyone. I feel like he doesn't get a lot of love, and I don't understand why necessarily. Well, I, he, he, I think he, looks, he just replaced Pogba on I think the national he look, team. I think he looks silly, but I think his his yeah, he looks like a crazy person. <laughs> he looks like sideshow Bob. <laughs> yeah, he, and, then, so, and then we got David Luiz. More on the so team. than David Luiz, yeah. though, he really does because he's thinner. You know what I mean? But. He uh his his work rate is insane, bro. Like he's fucking he's got a lot everywhere. everywhere. He's fucking everywhere, mm-hmm. man. I see that fucking broccoli head all <laughs> over the place, bro. It's fucking crazy. But he was intercepting passes. Mm-hmm. He was getting tackles. He was moving the ball, switching the field. 
he got a shot in on goal that was like, you know, the uh, Loris had to make a good save for How it. How old is he? He's 20. Yeah. Hell and yeah. he set up a beautiful assist for Aubameyang. And I was just like, fuck you. Yeah. The whole time I'm watching, I'm like, yes, Mateo. Yes, 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 yes. And just like, he's just doing everything right. Yeah. And that's what, that's what I want to see when I play. I want to see players like doing well. Mm-hmm. I want to see like, sure. th- that's what like, even if you don't win, you, my even tank, if you man. don't win, you still want to see that. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. And Especially I mean, go, go, going back to like Liverpool, like, We'll go into that later. It's just like you want to see the potential. You want to see like the team is going somewhere. Even if you don't get the result, you want to see that the team is progressing. Yeah, something you want to see that there's signs that of life that like okay, might not have gone our way hundred percent, but I like what I'm seeing. There's something happening, and that's what a bunch of Arsenal fans are feeling right now. It's like there's something there. Yeah. There's finally like like a style. There's yeah. finally like players that are like really coming into their own. It's like a new guard of players that we're all trying to like familiar familiarize ourselves with, and it's happening. And it's like, okay, cool. It's like it's just something that makes it worth getting up fucking early for. Yeah, of course. Whereas in the past, like you get up at four thirty in the morning and you're just and you guys lose what the castle. The fuck <laughs> is that? Why did I even waste my time? Now I'm miserable for the rest of the <laughs> miserable There's because I just watched trash. Fourteen hours hot I have to be awake. Yeah. <laughs> so then. It was, we were hammering Spurs after that, going for the win. Yeah. It was just so deflating when, uh, fucking, we didn't get the equalizer. Yeah. It, it, it went in the back of the net. The score went up. Everyone's going nuts. And they're like, zooming on the linesman. I'm like, <laughs> ah, damn it. And then they replay it. And it's like, oh, I was offside. So I'm yeah. like, but fuck me. Like, and, and I feel like after that, the, the squad was spent. Yeah. They were just like we just blew our wad just trying to trying to make that happen. Sure. Like so after that it was just kind of hold, seeing it out and holding it out and you know it's always a cutthroat game with with Spurs and you know it, it was you know it wasn't a win we could have got the win but again there was like a lot of positives to 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 leave from it. Yeah, and I mean um I will say this, I don't think Spurs is really I mean, so far they don't look as good as they were last year. It's so early in the season, and like, especially the in the EPL. I mean, you'll see a team go on like a six six game run, and you're like, okay, never there's mind. The, yeah, there's little runs, and then like so, runs of bad results too. You know, it's it's always sometimes people have like uh, sometimes teams have a little bit of a Champions League hangover. Um, certainly, they're not the deepest team in the world, but they're still a very solid team. And like I said, you, you can't you can't win the league before January, but no. you can but you can lose the league before January. You though. can, you can. <laughs> you guys have proven that many, many times. <laughs> um, elsewhere, let's look at Liverpool. They do not have a Champions League hangover. They're fucking flying. And when I look at Liverpool, I get, I feel like Liverpool is really odd because normally, when a team is very very good, they have incredible center midfielders. Mm-hmm. Liverpool doesn't. They have Sergio Mane, they have Salah, they have Bobby Firmino, Van Dyke, Arnold, and then, you know, and then what? I think it's team chemistry, man. But they're just, like, Henderson looks like fucking Luka Modric, you know, four years ago. Mm-hmm. It's, it's crazy. It's fucking crazy. James Milner, God, fucking, goddamn James Milner is like... I don't. I don't understand him. I don't understand how he's a thing. Like, do you remember a couple of years ago when he was on Man City and and Messi's like megging him and, but where the other's like fucking, 
losing his mind in the in the stands. Like, yeah, that <laughs> shit was crazy. Um, I thought he was gonna retire after that. You know what I mean? Like, he's yeah. he won a Champions League and now he's balling out for Liverpool. They're just fucking flying, and if they're all drinking that Kool Aid, aren't they? Yeah, I think Klopp is is a great manager, and I think he's really good at building like a cohesive like team culture and a cohesive like positive style and positive just like energy within the camp you know i i I, think it's like similar to like guardiola but like less less psycho less less (laughs) less like military almost yeah yeah you know like liverpool looks like they're having fun exactly they look like they're fucking enjoying themselves all of them and And they all seem to actually like each other like they all seem to get along it's like a great team chemistry and I, i just think that i've heard certain things that um Klopp does in the, in, the, in the dressing room to kind of like just change things up and, and put more, just get players out of their head, loosen yeah. them up, yeah. and get them just enjoying their football, you know? Yeah. And that's how, like, I've always appreciated him as a manager. So it's, it's, it's like, I think they're in the driver's seat to win the league this year. Well, dude, I always go back to, I mean, when I remember, when I first saw Klopp was when uh, Dortmund destroyed uh, Real Madrid in the semifinals. It was a few years ago when they when they ended up playing Bayern in the final. I think it was 2012, maybe, around mm-hmm. then. Um, 2011, maybe. But um, I like, I've always liked uh, managers showing excitement, uh, seemingly having real relationships and saying real things, not mm-hmm. just saying the same old fucking nonsense over and over and over. You know, Klopp is not that. And I think that you see that when he talks to his players. It's not this contrived fucking nonsense, you know. It's not a, It's not robotic. It's not... He's very human. Yeah, he's yeah. very human. And I think that means a lot to a team like Liverpool who, to, like, to be totally honest, I don't know how well Mo Salah would be at Madrid or how well Sadio Mane would do at Barcelona or how well... You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yep. And I'm not just like... People don't even realize. Like A lot of people forget that Mo Salah played for Roma, played for Chelsea, played for Basel, played for, I feel like I'm missing a team, but Fiorentina, you yeah. know, like he played on journeyman. so many fucking teams and didn't do shit. Yeah. Did nothing, you know. Sadio Mane came out of fucking nowhere. Bobby Firmino was at Hoffenheim before this, I believe. Mm-hmm. Was it Hoffenheim or or was it Hertha? I believe it was Hoffenheim. One of the two. But still, relative unknown. He had some, like some some people watching him but not like this fucking superstar outrageous, like, you know, world killer like he is now. Like, dude, Bar- Firmino's amazing now. Like, mm-hmm. the way he plays is outrageous. But he turns these kind of, like... To me, what's crazy is, like, before Klopp had uh, Boris, uh, Borussia Dortmund, he had a lot of young talent mm-hmm. that was kind of up and coming and learning things. With with Liverpool, he's had more seasoned players, and he's been able to get so much out of them. Yep. Players like Milner, players like Mo Salah. Play, and I know they're not the oldest guys in the world, but they're still very, very seasoned, and they've been around. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, they've never, they've never been those guys that like, oh, I'm gonna wake up to watch, or I'm gonna change the channel to watch these guys. There's so many different components to, that go into like a successful team and a successful and having successful in, individuals in the team. Yeah. And case in point, Alexis Sanchez mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. was had highs and lows at Arsenal. Yeah. Didn't it, it, for for a myriad of reasons. It was time to change it. Went to went to the United. to United, and goddamn, did he just <sighs> okay, become anonymous uh, there? Let's talk about that. That's a really good segue. And then a lot of people have been saying it is 
the culture and the guidance and the coaching was not there to get the most out of him. And no, I think he was not what, enjoying his football. You know what I would do low-key if I was a manager at Man United? I would be like, class of 96, get the fuck away from the club. Like, <laughs> Gary Neville and Skulls and all, all you fuckers that you guys are all shitting on these young players that want to do well at your club. They yeah. want to do something. Yeah, they did. Like, well, they're not us. Yeah, they're not. They're nothing you. like us. They're not so. you. They're not you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're not you. Get over it. Like, fucking get over. It. They're low key being racist. Some of that. It's fucking weird, man. They, I don't know, man. That that culture of like cannibalism, like th- them making young, promising play- Pogba in particular, uh-huh. Alexis Sanchez, players like this, Luke Shaw to some extent, like other players, but like th- them making these young up and coming players who haven't quite been there yet and have the potential to really, really do something for their club, they're making them feel unwanted and unwelcome and making them feel like, you need to, sh- you need to show me something. Who the f- Shut the yeah. fuck up. Uh, he's not going to Man United to play for you, bro. Like, yeah, you're part of the prestige of the club, right? Yeah, you had one of the most successful runs. You're a legend. Great, great. Cool. Chill out. Go chill out. You know I didn't I mean? think about that because, like, I don't really I, familiarize it. But the fact that I I would hate it. Maybe the I would hate it. The clouds are still over Old Trafford, and it's just making it hard for other for other players to really so grow out of there. Think about you know, I mean, Mctarian going there, doing nothing. Doing, I mean, Pogba, a poor Pogba man. I think I, what, it's a shame because I think he's like losing prime years of his career. One hundred percent. At hundred percent, a dead ass team right now, man. Like it's not the team. Of 20 years ago. Simple as that. I mean, it hasn't been for a long time. Yeah. Since Ronaldo, Rooney... And Ferguson. You know, since that that era, when I think of, even at the back, Vidic and... Smalling just went to fucking Roma. Yeah. You know? When I think of, like, Vidic and, and Ferdinand and, you know, those guys, I was... I mean, that was a fucking squad. You know, that, that was... And Ronaldo was, like, really hitting his prime with Rooney on his prime. Oh my God, bro! Like they were fucking un- unstoppable. I remember that. I remember those years. They were crazy good, and and even before that, obviously the '90s were theirs forever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You can't deny that. So that was. And now they're like Europa League at best. Oh, I mean, yeah, they're. I don't know. I don't know. I honestly don't know what what their plan is. I don't know what they're gonna do. Uh, this is this is a rebuilding year. But it, to me, if you're Man United, you don't have rebuilding years. You know what I mean? You shouldn't. You're supposed to be on the level of Madrid, Barcelona, Juve. You're supposed to be talked with, uh, talked about on that pantheon of the, of the untouchables, right? Yeah. You're supposed to be there. Not even close, bro. Yeah. Not even fucking close right now. It's crazy. I'm just so glad that they're more shit than Arsenal right now. Yeah, Anthony's smiling as I'm saying this. Because like <laughs> that, that, that was the team I hated more than anything. Oh, yeah. When I was like because first gr- getting into it. In the, you know, when we, were I, up, we were going, when we were growing up, Spurs were shit. They yeah, were, they Spur- were, Spurs were shit. Yeah. And... The the two best teams in the league were Arsenal and Man United. So that that almost was almost always. Yeah. Almost always. So that and was, then Liverpool came around, Chelsea was, came around, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah, of course. I remember those days. Um yeah, it's it's uh it's kinda crazy to see where think how, how the how the mighty have fallen. Yeah. Uh but you know, good good you know, I think it's good for for, for the EPL in general because I want to see someone else come up and take that position. Right now, obviously it's way too early to tell, but Leicester's doing fairly well. They're in third place, Crystal Palace is in fourth. Um, you know, but there's only what three games, four games into the season. We'll we'll see what happens in a, maybe two months. We'll see. Uh, we'll, you know, we'll be able to get more of a, a grasp on how things are really properly going. Um, yeah, I'm pretty but, bummed that Monreal left. Uh, that's another thing. I, f- I it totally, yeah. totally, totally. I saw your uh, IG post. Yeah. What the fuck happened with that? Uh, I was that being talked about? 
Yeah. I, 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 I well, originally they were Emery was trying to hold on to him for the Derby. Where did he end up going? Uh, he went to. I read something about Malaga. He came from Malaga. Okay, but did he go back, or am I tripping? I don't think so. I think he went to. Did he go to Sevilla? Sociedad. He went Ooh, to Real Sociedad. That's interesting. He's gonna yeah. go play with uh, with uh, Odegaard. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. That's uh, that's uh, Carlitos's old team. Yeah, I guess it, it just made sense. I think he was at the at the age How where. How old is he? I think he's like 30, 31. Is he really yeah. that? No way, dude. Is he really that old? Yeah, 33. Fuck, yeah, th- I guess yeah. you're right. Yeah, I guess you're right. He's just like ready to move back to Spain, mm-hmm. be closer to his family. Made sense. We just signed a, the Celtic left back. Sure. Tierney. And it's just time to move on. Sure. And but it was a bummer for everyone because he's super well liked at the club. Yeah, like every he's always been one of those like ride or die guys too, right? Ride or die, very consistent. N- no one has bad things to say about him. Yeah. Everyone enjoys playing with him. Mm-hmm. Like people love him in the locker room. It's just like fuck. We wanted to like just, it sucks that he's not going to be on the team anymore because like I want to see this team be successful and him be in the team. Him be on the team yeah. when, it, when they're successful. Mm-hmm. Sure, that makes sense. I get that. But I mean, yeah, he had his moments. Like yeah. he had a lot of great moments. So nothing but the best for him. Good on Nacho. Moving along to La Liga, where he will be playing. Barcelona are struggling pretty bad. There was a really funny video. It came out a couple weeks ago by now, but it's Messi and Suarez sitting in the stands while they're playing Betis. And I believe there's two kind of conflicting things. Uh, there's kind of like this, there's this weird dialogue going on about Mateo, which is uh, Messi's son, being a Real Madrid fan, which I think is fucking hilarious. <laughs> so fuck you, Dad. It was funny because uh, there was a Madrid fan that I follow. She tweeted it, and she's like a Madrid fan through and through. And it was supposed to be supposedly uh, when Betty scores a goal against Barcelona. The little boy celebrates, and and Suarez goes like, "Hey, what are you doing?" And then they all kind of like laugh. Uh-huh. Um, but you know, I don't take Barcelona struggles too much. Uh, Griezmann hasn't been super acclimated to the team yet. Um, Messi and Suarez being out obviously is huge. Uh, that's a big chunk of your goals and obviously one of the greatest soccer players to ever, you know, breathe air. So not taking anything too serious, uh, with them struggling right now. Sure. They'll be fine. One thing I do want to touch on, which is a super duper sad thing. Uh, Luis Enrique lost his daughter uh last week i don't know if you heard about this she was nine years old she died of cancer wow she's pretty fucking horrendous and wild so you know i'm not the most religious person in the world but just hats off i mean i just feel really really bad it's a horrible situation uh luis enrique which people don't know is he's an old school actually started his career at madrid i believe uh i don't know if he started there but he played at madrid in the early days um, ended up transferring over to uh, Barcelona, became more of a legend there, and then eventually ended up coaching them for many, many years. Obviously going through some serious things with his daughter. Um, there's some really beautiful pictures after they had won La Liga. Him and his daughter are celebrating on the pitch. Uh, obviously super heartbreaking and horrible. Uh, the Spanish kind of soccer community has really come around and said some amazing things. The current Coach of the national team said that he would be ha- he would gladly step aside to allow uh, Luis Enrique to either take the helm or he would get him on the on the uh, national team um, on the uh, as part of one of the coaches, which I think would be a, an amazing gesture. 
and maybe something to get him back and kind of get uh, to get his mind off of things and get him moving in the right direction. But obviously, just a super sad situation and just uh, terrible all around. Um, so all thoughts, condolences, etc., to Luis Enrique and his family. Um, elsewhere, we're going to move on to Madrid uh, struggling a little bit. Also, La Liga uh, back-to-back draws. Um, just uh, draw uh, had a had a rough draw against um, Villarreal. Villarreal. But uh, no Hazard, no James, no Jovic. Um, I believe Varane is still out injured. There's six, six or seven starters, uh, six or seven starters that are out injured at the moment. So hard to take these sort of first couple weeks super serious at the moment. Um, we're getting it. We just got the Champions League groups uh, lined up also. Um, so interesting stuff with that also. PSG is lined up with Real Madrid. Who did you who uh, can we look those up real quick? I didn't yeah, I Atletico's didn't, perfect. I didn't plan on talking about this, but I just I just kinda like, oh yeah. Hey, man, uh, talk about whatever you want. The <laughs> so let's look at group A, I think man, this is not an easy group. Okay. Not an easy group at all. I would say Bar- Barcelona is the group of death. Their group is the group of death. I would say, or maybe Atletico. Uh, so uh, Bruges, Galatasaray, PSG, Real Madrid. Super tough group, in my opinion. Traveling away to Turkey is always rough. And then PSG and Real Madrid. PSG is going to be a different beast, I think, with the signing of Icardi. As I mentioned, they're now the biggest fuckboys on the planet. Uh, but they're going to be super... Super difficult to play no matter what. And Real Madrid have a history with PSG in the Champions League. We kind of slapped them around, to be honest. Uh, however, we aren't playing our best soccer at the moment. Uh, Group B, Bayern, Grevna Zveda. Is that Red Star? I think it's, it's yeah, it's a Serbian team. Okay. Uh, Olympiacos and Tottenham. Am I th- uh, that's not Red Star? No, I think Red Star's in Europa. Okay. Um... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Where did I go? Oh, there we go. Cool. Uh, and then Tottenham. So Tottenham and Bayern are going to play each other, which I think yeah, is cool. Yeah, it is Red Star. It is, right? Yeah. Yeah, I was pretty sure. I, I recognize that that, that badge. The badge. Uh, one thing i got to mention also is Olympiacos is always a team when they play them in Greece, they end up nicking points away from big teams. I could see them doing that to Tottenham. I, I would not be surprised at all. Bayern look very, very scary this season. Um, so I think they're going to dominate that one. Atalanta, which is really cool to see them in the Champions League. Dinamo, Zab, uh, Dinamo Zagreb, we've seen them before. Man City, Shakhtar. Man City is going to destroy this, <laughs> this group. Uh, Atletico Madrid, Bayer, Bayer Leverkusen, uh, Juventus, and Lokomotiv Moscow. Lokomotiv Moscow, or a lot of Russian teams in the past. Ruben Kazan did it a f- few years ago to Barcelona. Zenit has done it. Always difficult to play away in Eastern Europe. Uh, Genk. Liverpool, Napoli, woo! Liverpool, Napoli, oh boy! And then Red Bull, uh, Salzburg. Uh, no, that's not Salzburg. That's uh, it's Red Bull Salzburg. No, no, it is because Red yeah. Bull, Red Bull, Leipz- uh, Leipzig is is in a different group. You're right. Mm-hmm. I just saw that. So that's got to be Salzburg. Uh, so that changes things. But Liverpool, Napoli, amazing. Barcelona, Dortmund, Inter. Whoa! That that is gonna be amazing. I, I did you see the video of the um, Slavia Prague. Guy like oh, yeah, yeah, representative, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was just like, like when he saw like the 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 final group, and he's like, oh, he's like, cool. He's like, like, why did we get excited? Yeah. That we made this? <laughs> like, that's yeah, that's the uh, that's definitely the group of death. Uh, Benfica, Leon, Leipzig, Zenit, 
you know, these are the four. T- these are four teams that I feel like are relatively closely matched, which I think is pretty rare to see. Um, and then Ajax, Chelsea, Lille, and Valencia. I think that's another tough group. Um, yeah. Dude, how funny it would be if Barcelona doesn't make it out of the group. Oh man! Uh, <laughs> please, please, guys, please. Obviously, I would love that, but I don't see it happening. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't see Dortmund being able. To, I see them. Dortmund. I mean, Dortmund lost to Union Berlin on the weekend. What fucking scenes was well, that, bro? Well, the other thing is, this is how like Union Berlin's a pretty big like cult favorite team. Shout out, out Bobby Wood, who used yeah. to play for them. Uh, I don't know if he still does. The smallest stadium in uh, the Bundesliga, too. My like, favorite thing was seeing the pitch after that game. It was like. It was covered. You couldn't see the pitch at all. The fans had completely taken it over. Uh, awesome, awesome stuff. Kind of touching on more world, world football side of things. Uh, Icardi goes to PSG. Man, uh, Icardi is... I don't even know what to say about this guy. Super talented guy. Has made himself um, kind of a black sheep for the Argentine national team. Has become a massive, huge problem at Inter Milan. So much so that... He is literally suing the company because they took him out of the starting... He's still literally suing the club because they took him out of the starting lineup after he refused to play on his own accord, refused to play while he was uh, negotiating his contract last season. During the season, refused to play. And then has the audacity to go and sue them. Now gets his dream move probably to PSG where he's going to play alongside Neymar. Uh, if I'm Mbappe, I'm not super excited about this. I'm like, I mean, look, Icardi's going to get goals. He's going to score goals. Um, PSG's going to do very well. But the chemistry within that locker room is terrifying. That's the one thing that's kind of throws me off about PSG is the fact that they, they're kind of like a hodgepodge of like heavy, heavy personalities now. I feel like they're, they're the Raiders of, of... You think they're the Raiders? <laughs> you know how the Raiders would always get like these crazy, weird, like, reject oh, dudes? Just, like, oh, like, you beat your wife? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super talented. You're fine, yeah. you're fine. Come here, don't worry. Oh, my <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You got a DUI? Damn. Yeah, yeah, come on over. Come on over. You just know? like the broken toys? Yeah. Oh, you like cocaine? Yeah, ah, yeah you're fine. Come on over. Come we'll on sort over. you out. We'll figure oh, we got it out. Yeah. Uh, the problem is, is you got guys like Angel Di Maria in the locker room still. Uh, Edison, could you imagine Edison Cavani, Icardi, and Neymar fighting over the penalty kicks? Speaking of which, the Neymar saga, what the fuck is, like, how? What is this? It's retarded. <laughs> it's ridiculous. He's obviously one of the top five most talented players in the world at the moment. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine a player, like, conceive, like, could you conceive of teams not really wanting this guy? It's just because he's not... I don't know how much of a team player he is at the end of the day. Like how much... Also, what what does he want? Yeah, I've said this before. I've said this on another podcast. I've I've talked about it on Kicks of the Pitch podcast. I've I've talked about it, uh, you know, before when this when when the 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 mumbling started happening. I mean, it's one thing to win at Barcelona because he had a heavy, heavy, like rock solid system, rock solid team. Yeah, but his thing was that he wasn't the fucking guy there. Yeah. You squad. Well, squad then player. when you were the guy at PSG, what did you do? You got slapped around by Madrid. Yeah. Right? And you did nothing. It's he, really odd to me, man. Yeah, you carried Brazil to like an Olympic medal. I've talked cool. about this, though, also. Brazilian guys, for some reason. I was watching highlights of Adriano last week. Oh, my fucking God, bro. Nutcase. Had a bit of a, you know, he just wasn't there all the way. Ronaldinho. Probably three of the, those three years that he was on top were like incredible, untouchable, mm-hmm. and then faded. Yeah. Right? Robinho, another one, right? 
You go on and on, right? Phenomenal just like on his weird issues, right? Short shelf life. Short short shelf life, and not only that, like Neymar has been relatively. He hasn't had too many crazy injuries, you know. He, well, he has. I, I shouldn't say that. The thing in the World Cup, I think he's fucked up his knee here and there, but nothing like phenomenal Ronaldo or like Kaká or anything like that, where it's like fucks up your career. He's always bounced back and done well, right? And he still has Brazil on his back and has not been able to do much. I don't know how much teams are looking at that. And also, his price tag is fucking outrageous. Outrageous price tag. And I think that might be the bigger thing. Because if you're going to pay that much for a player... Like, what's the value for money at that point? You know? Like, what's the ROI? Well, I mean, you're going to get someone that's... For me, you obviously get someone that's super marketable, right? Mm -hmm. He's going to sell jerseys. He's going to put butts in the seats. What are the results? What's going to happen? If Barcelona gets Neymar, do you think they win the Champions League? I, I don't think it it enhances them that much, like in terms of like being a Champions League winner. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're right. You're right. You're totally right. So, you know, that's up in the air. Like it's I, just just icing. I think know? it was I think it was just such a silly shit show, and I, it, it makes me laugh. Um, I don't really. I'm not really bothered that we didn't get him. I would prefer to. Uh, Prefer to have gotten Pogba, but I'm super happy with the, with the players that we have already uh, at Madrid, I should say. But uh, man, Neymar is just such a weird one for me. It's such a weird direction that his career went. He was supposed to be that fucking guy. There was this amazing uh, Nike Nike ad that they put out, and they were showing uh, it was like phenomenal, and like his retiring, and then it's showing like ne- where it started and then where it became, and it's like Neymar doing this press conference, you know, and it's like almost the handing off of the torch. But that torch was to me that torch was dropped. He hasn't done it yet. Saying so, it's kind of wild to me, but and then in similar weird fashion, Bale's still a Madrid player, right? Yeah, and he goes out and scores two goals against Villarreal and then gets himself a red card. <laughs> <laughs> I guess he wanted to, uh, wanted to hit the links next week. I don't know what the fuck is up with him, but uh, or in two weeks, I should say, after the inter- international break. But um, the difference with, between Bale is he'll actually go out and play and do well. I don't know what Neymar's gonna do after this. Bale just he, has to stay healthy. I also don't know how his. Teammates are going to respond. Mbappe had an issue with him. Yeah, I think that Cavani has clearly had issues with him. Icardi is not like is, isn't fucking Mr. Kumbaya. That, I mean, honestly, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's like <laughs> that's a soap opera team, man. That's the team For that we got to watch. For those that don't know why Mario Icardi is such a shit show, just Google it. Just go on YouTube. Google like, it. But he fucked his best friend's wife and ended up basically being with her. Now yeah. he's with her. So um, uh, Maxi Lopez, I believe. Yeah, the, I think uh, they they met at, at Barcelona, like back in the day, sure. and then and then they. Well, what, what team did they play on together? After that, he had problems with the ultras. The ultras wouldn't celebrate his uh, wouldn't celebrate his goals. They had really negative chants about him. Then he won them over. Then he refused to play. Uh, yeah, man, he's a fucking psychopath. Basically, I don't know what his deal is. Super talented player. Also made issues with himself at Argentina because of 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 his things. And his uh, off the field endeavors. So weird, weird, weird one with that guy, with with him and him going to PSG. To me, PSG is just it's a fucking, it's a shit show. But they're gonna they're gonna do dope collabs and stuff. I'm, I'm hyped to see all that stuff. Um, Napoli and Juve. Holy shit! Did you watch this game? Yes. Dude, I haven't been excited about Serie A in a long time. I've always. Oh, you never really see score lines like that. It's too always often. been a romantic thing for me because growing up, it was always like because that was the best team. Those that was the best prestigious league. Prestigious Milan sides, those amazing Juve sides, Inter, uh, Napoli wasn't super good when I was growing up, but now they're really doing well. But I mean, those three. But teams, historically, Napoli's always it, been like a like a 
Sure. They, I mean, back in the day, you think of like they had Maradona, and, and they've always they've always been a historic club for sure. And they that. like they they carry the the flag for like the south of Italy. Sure. You know? And when I think of, I even think of back in the day when like Verón and Crespo were playing for Parma. They mm-hmm. had those beautiful champion kits. Uh-huh. Remember those? Um, I think of Batistuta at Fiorentina. I think of Rui Costa at Fiorentina. I think of like just these amazing iconic players. And Italian football in the '90s was fucking lights yeah, out. Yeah, for anyone that was like born after 1999, you yeah, know, you it's have like no idea. The yeah. Serie A was the, the place. Yeah, that's the where shit. every anybody who was anybody was playing in Serie yeah, A. Without a doubt, and even historically, some of the best players ever. I mean, like we said before, Messi and Ronaldo's reign, Kaká. Even that—that that was the end of it to me. That Milan, Milan. side—that Milan side was fucking outrageous. I was looking at, uh, I posted it on Twitter the other day, and Monty from uh, the Expos, shout out Monty, he reached out, he's like, God damn, look at that side, and it was like, it was fucking Kaká in his prime, it was Shevchenko, it was Yastam, Gattuso, Seedorf, uh, Seedorf, uh, Dida, Dida, uh, Maldini, uh, Nesta, I mean, just pff, fucking squad. Yeah, you just, like, when I look I'm at that old, like, yeah, oh when I look God. at those old squad photos, it's just like, I don't know. It's just like I guess it's just like the hardwiring, yeah. because that's what like I saw when I was a kid, and that's yeah. why I identified. It's like oh, those are those are professional soccer players. Like I don't feel the same. It's like it's different now. It's like I yeah. see them like oh, these are babies, but I see that I see like oh, those are like those superheroes, are icons. Those yeah, are like those gods. Are, yeah, yeah. But now like you know, there's been such a after there people don't remember this, but there was a big, big, big issue with Serie A, not only with match fixing, obviously. Uh, in the early 2000s, with Juventus, Fiorentina, Milan was involved. Uh, I mean, Juventus was relegated. It was fucking wild. On top of that, shortly after that, there was a clash between hooligans and police in which police officers were killed at a Serie A match, which is even crazier. So Italian football fucking was in the gutter for for almost a decade, man. It was a long time till now, I feel like, with Juventus really coming to the rise and teams like Napoli now showing real promise and mm-hmm. showing some 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 flair and showing something and now Inter coming back into the fold and and not only making Champions League making it very crazy the way they made it last year enough to remember but it was kind of a last minute thing um, but seeing them rise and getting players and getting a name for themselves again I love it because I've always loved Italian football it's always had a bit of a uh, uh, a really cool mystique to me. It was very. It was always very different and more technical and mm-hmm. more methodical. But I loved it nonetheless. And they always had to me. They always had the best kits. Like, uh, yep. The Italian uh, '90s kits were the best in my opinion. Period. Um, but I just the whole the whole vibe, the whole package of, of uh, Italian '90s soccer. I loved it. So now to see these teams coming back and seeing a game like Juventus and Napoli, where ten years ago I'd watch that and like fucking fall asleep. This game was. Lights out. You just saw the uh, the highlights, yeah. Yeah, the, it was just back and forth. It just well, you just see like Juve raced a three 0 lead, and you're like, all right. Well, when, when you, once you get to three zero in a soccer game, you really feel like, all right, it's a uphill battle to get back into this. Yeah. And they climb back. Only it, to shit the bed. Oh. That's the worst way to 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 I lose the points. I don't want to mispronounce his name. I believe it's Kolabi. Okay. Kolabi. Has a lot, kind of, kind of, or has a lot of eyes on him. He's an incredible defender. He had a lot of buzz. A lot of teams. He was on the tip of the tongue of a lot of teams, I should say. 
there was a lot of rumors that he was going to go to Madrid or he was going to go to Barca or he was going to go to Juve and all these clubs. He ended up staying in Napoli. Um, he great player. He played very well in that game. But man, just one mistake, man. One mistake. You, you're just trying to block the cross and bam, right into the net. Beautiful own goal, though. Yeah, <laughs> upper ninety. Gotta say, yeah. gotta say it. Uh, he was heartbroken, and and I, you know, you can't. You can't really put that on him. I thought it was just an incredible game to watch. It was one of those games as a neutral where you put it on like, well, let's see how this goes. And you're and like, holy yeah. shit. I was They're like, going at it. I was like fucking screaming, like cleaning my room and shit. It was, it was amazing, man. It was so cool to see. I'm looking forward now, especially since uh, more of the Serie A matches are going to be on ESPN+. Plus. Super excited to see some of those matches. Really looking you forward to- You got a login? Yeah. Oh, you got to share that Got shit, your dude. dog. <laughs> um, really excited to see more of uh, Inter this season. I think they're going to be a team that does- great things. I think Alexis, you're going to see a little bit of a rise. People don't remember. Where did Alexis come from? Oh, uh, no, not Sampdoria. What's the other? Udinese. Yep. Udinese. Baller. Uh, So he has a history with Serie A and he did very, very well. Mm -hmm. That's where he made a name for himself. Then that's where he went to Barcelona. People remember that. Very, very good player. Um, To me, he still has a lot left in the tank. Basically didn't play last season. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, so. honestly, I loved him when he was on Arsenal. Yeah. And I, I was pretty bummed to see him go. But, oh, Drew's technical difficulties right now. He just, like, blew up his <laughs> headphones. But anyway, like, I I was glad he didn't get any shine at, at United. But, like, I hope, I, I hope him well. I, I wish him well. Like, I wish he could, like, U-turn his career a little bit at Inter. And I like Inter, so. Same. Um... You know, wishing wishing him the best, and I'm excited to see Inter. Also excited to see Roma. Roma's got some some interesting. Roma is always one of those teams that gets some of those like weird little reject players that didn't turn out at certain places, and then they kind of make, you know, they 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 get those pieces together, and they're not playing in the Champions League this year, which is pretty rare for Roma. So we're gonna see how they do. Uh, we're gonna see how they do in 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 Italy, but it'll be super interesting. Um, I'm excited. I feel like uh, Serie A is wide open outside of Juve. I feel like obviously Juve is still the favorites, but um, nonetheless, I think it's going to be one of the most exciting Italian uh, seasons uh, in a very long time. Um, Moving along, wrapping things up, let's get into some fashion stuff. What are you thinking about these third kits? For Nike, I should say. The Nike third kits? Yes. The ones that just dropped, yeah. the, like 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 the, the Spurs one. Are, are they the retro ones? Yes. Oh, you didn't see the Spurs one? I did see the Spurs one. What did you think of the Spurs one? Uh it, it's just hard to identify because like they never had anything close to like that during that era. So I I, I mean you know what? So all right, this it, is you're, you're you're just asking me to talk about something <laughs> zero interesting, man. <laughs> this, is, this is like pulling fucking teeth <laughs> with a. Uh, I'm not gonna be like neutral about this nonsense. It's like uh, I'm like, oh cool. You know the Roma <laughs> kit. The Roma kit was is fire. And then what was the other one they did? The PSG did one, right? No. Let's look right now. They have the texture from the '90s, right? Like, they have that uh, jacquard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are they gonna play in those? Yes. This is the third kit. They're going to play in that. Weird. I thought it's like those fan kits. Okay, so... So... Here, let me see.
So it looks like the Roma third kit was just a... Oh, no, no, that's it. That's hard. Yeah, yeah. That's super fucking hard. That's amazing. Yeah, I mean, that kit is that kit is a fire. And what's weird about this kit is if you look at it, it's actually a throwback to an Adidas uh, design. You see that? Oh. Yeah, that's what... Okay, so the interesting thing about this... this well, Roma they've done kit, Navy kits before. Yes, mm-hmm. but this is just... I would buy this kit. I love, love, love. They have this kind of like this jacquard that's uh, obviously uh, I can't think of the fucking name monochrome, but they have the the Roma Wolf logo, and then they have the Roma, which I think sh- should be used way more than the other one, and then they have the ASR circle logo, and they have it kind of like an all over print in jacquard, monochrome. Uh, obviously that burgundy. With the Nike sportswear. Oh my god, this is just fucking flames. You know what is super hard? You see this? Oh, that, I, I prefer that badge. Yeah, that badge is amazing. But kind of uh, on the along those lines, um, oh, I think Inter was the other team. Inter was the other team that's doing it. They're doing a black one. Yeah. Um, along those lines. Uh, you also did like a Made in Italy collection, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That was like really, really nice. Well, Spurs officially dropped this one. They've I feel like they've used that color before. Am I tripping? That like teal color? Yeah, they they've done that. That's yeah. not a, that's not a I feel like they've man. used it fairly like recently too. Mm-hmm. I hate to break this to you, but I like this a lot. I think it's dope. Also, it comes they're doing like a little I don't know if that's a collection, but look at that. They're doing like a little bomber jacket. I don't know if that's part of it. Mm. But uh I'm a fan of it. I actually like the way the AIA um Sponsorship looks on this. Uh, it's not a bad sponsor. Mm-hmm. It, it looks appropriate on the kit. Yeah. It doesn't look obnoxious or weird. It just blends right in. It looks like it's supposed to be there. I feel like I'm talking about like uh, it's just like I feel like I'm talking about uh, sewage right now with the way Anthony's talking. Yeah, about it's just like. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's kind of go. The worst man. Let's go. <laughs> So Anthony's not really a fan. Um, <laughs> let's move along to the Addy collection. Addy's doing something similar in that they're kind of, I feel like everyone's getting those last bit of drops from the squeeze of the retro sort of boom that happened over the past three, three, four years-ish. Um, the Icon collection. Now, they released... So I, I'm, I'm a big fan of these. The Madrid one, I want really bad. I think the Juventus one is good. Um, the Arsenal one is probably my least favorite, to be honest. The Arsenal one, you know what the Arsenal one looks like? The Arsenal one looks like a uh, looks like a kit that you would get at like, you know when the World Cup comes out and there's like Umbra will make a Mexico kit and then it'll only sell at Ross? It, it looks like a Ross jersey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, it doesn't look good, man. God Even the United, the United one looks better. The United one looks legit. I think the, I hate it. And then the uh, <laughs> the the Madrid and the the Madrid and the, the Madrid one looks kind of like the one that you got from me. Yeah, a little yeah. bit. It's the like, Madrid, you can see like the homage. Yeah, the Madrid. If it had Teca across the chest, oh my god. Either way, I'm getting it. I love, love, love the long sleeve collar. Like I'm a big fan of that shit. It reminds me of just like a Fred Perry style. Um, you know, shirt that I would wear just on the regular. Um, the Bayern, like for me, it's Madrid, Manchester, Bayern third, 
Juventus fourth, Flamengo, I believe that is, fifth, and then Arsenal's last. Yeah, that shit looks weak as fuck. But um, I like the this. United one looks nicer than their normal jersey. It does. It does. And that big, the way they make that big, that badge looks so fire on there. Man. Yeah. It looks like it says something on that. I can't read on the on the chest. I think it's uh, the trouble. It's a. Uh, it's like the anniversary of the trouble. The anniversary of the trouble. Trouble winners. Uh, yeah, five twenty six ninety nine. Wow, that's tight. Juan Mata's sporting that ironically. Um, now let's get more into the MLS pre match kits. What do you? T- Make on what do you? What's your take on this? Because Arsenal has a really dope pre-match kit this season. Juve does too. Yeah, and like I feel a like lot of teams do. There's been more of a emphasis on this as of late. Is this the one that's for like childhood cancer awareness? Is it like an orange one? Are you looking yeah. at it right now? Yeah, I think that's what it's for. Um, you know, I I guess making awareness and doing this stuff is fine. I'm not. I'm definitely not opposed to that. Right. That's a, that's cool. Um. Feeling a bit too, I don't know, just come out with one pre-match kit is my thing. I kind of feel like, you know what I mean? If you're going to do those things, if you're going to have those kits, I hope that those, you know what? They might even be doing this. Let's see. What my hope is, is if that they're doing these kits, if that these kits exist, I hope that these the sales for these kits go towards the cause that they're bringing I, awareness to. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I think that's intention, but you're just playing into the fact that a lot of these, like these causes, if you really pull back the curtain, you, mm-hmm. you, they're just not always cut and dry on where the money goes or what. There we go. Cool. Yeah. There it is. I just read it. I knew, I, I knew there had to be something. Proceeds generated from royalties sales will be donated to Children's Oncology Group, COG. Yeah. Fuck yeah. There you go. So if they're going to do that, I fuck with it. I don't mind it. It doesn't bother me. Is it a little cheesy? Sure. Is it super American? Yes. It's the MLS. I get it. I don't mind it. Um, but if we're going to do that, if we're going to have a gay pride one, it needs to go towards an organization that helps you know, gay rights and transgender rights, in my opinion, also. That kind of falls in mind. Um, but uh, it's kind of been crazy. And a lot of these kids, I'm, I'm not mad at them. Like I don't think this, kid, this is a bad I think, kid. I think they're fine. I think they're cool. You know, I think they're cool. Um, I haven't seen one where I've been like, oh, okay, you got to chill. But, uh, you know, I get it. Like, I, 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 like, I like this one probably the best because of the message and because of what they're giving back to. I think that's a big cause. I'm, prob- I'm going to fucking buy one now that I know that it's going towards that. Uh, so good on MLS for doing something cool and making, having fun with kids. All of, the, all of these designs, this is something that is maybe slight, slightly annoying from a design perspective in that a lot of us want more forward-thinking, progressive, cooler kits, not just your basic-ass, you know, whatever kit with, with no real, like, thought or design. A lot of these have, at least, whether they be good or bad, they're at least a little different in the print. The print is unique and different. The American one... Uh, with the stars, the stars kind of lining up into stripes. I wasn't a super big fan of the camel one, but I did like the uh, the pride pre-match one. I thought that one was dope, also. But it shows that Adidas and MLS are willing to kind of play with that idea. I'm hoping now that we move into the regular kits, the on-pitch regular kits, getting more fun and getting more unique and different, and having some flair to them because. Obviously, they're not shy. They're they're not afraid of it. Why not just do it for 
the team in general, right? For the general. That's the thing. Uh, they were interviewing Lukaku, right? About yeah. and they were, he he mentioned that about MLS, like they should let them be more free. They should oh, let yeah. them get their own kid oh, yeah. deals. Oh yeah. And then the the inaugural season was amazing. Like in sense of like the they had they let there was just such a variety of kit suppliers. Yeah. And like interesting kit suppliers. Like I remember like the Rapids had Puma. Then they, and the, then, the and Rapids had Kappa for a little bit also yeah, like yeah. afterwards. Yeah. yeah, Kappa came into the league. Umbro was there. And there was like Adidas and Nike. Yeah. There was like Nike teams, Adidas teams. Yeah. It's just that's that's how you get interesting gear. That's mm-hmm. how you like you, you let the teams figure it out and let the teams get wild. Mm-hmm. It's that's how. And I'm I'm seeing the Dynamo kit on the 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 pre the pre match kits. I'm like, I love the '76 logo. It looks dope, right? <laughs> I'm like, oh, like I wonder if it would be weird for them to run that on their on, on, on their, their normal jersey. Yeah, yeah. It looks it looks good. I'm not mad at that. You were totally right. Yeah. I like how the Earthquakes one just doesn't have anything. It's so fucking, looks weird. And, and neither does Minnesota. Yeah. Oh, they don't have the Target one? No, they don't have Target on it. Why? I don't know. They might have like a conflicting like charity. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> Who You're knows? You're probably right about that. Yeah. You're probably right. Interesting. Cool. Well, uh, that is it for the episode. Anthony, is there anything else you want to add? Just shout out to our, like the 10 people that listen to us. It's <laughs> it's always it's always amazing. Well, because people now are not just listening to us on SoundCloud, so we don't always get to see those viewers because we are on Spotify. So a lot of people were listening on Spotify also. Oh, okay. so I don't know if we get, I don't know if we have access to those stats. Is I have to what, dig around for that's those one analytics. Thing we gotta we gotta look at. But uh, I love love love. You know, obviously I have my core group of homies that like you know follow me and, and and show me love no matter what. I have people that don't even listen to soccer that that show me love and that's amazing but obviously we we do this out of our our own time our own money we're trying to get sponsors we're trying to get some other side things going life has gone in the way a bit um but just we're trying st- to make this a thing we're trying to make this a thing without <laughs> a doubt this is as simple as it can be this is definitely our you know we we obviously love soccer without a doubt and for us talking about soccer isn't really hard or difficult it's not work but uh, as adults, we do have to move things around and we do our best to, uh, to, to make things happen. So with that, we just want to say thank you to all 10 of you. We love you. Later. <laughs> Bye, guys.